We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm your host, Nick Faye. No Jack Manuel, but regular guest on the show, Will Jackson. Will, we're coming off a nice W. What's up? What's up, guys? Well, obviously going to this game, we knew it was huge. The Nets' magic number was at three. They picked up the W over the Bucks, 133-128. No onto the Kumpo, but it's still an impressive win on the road to a Bucks team that hasn't lost many games at home. Yeah, no, I mean, Jared Dudley just came huge in this one for us, Nick. Yeah, Dudley came up with some major clutch plays, and this was probably one of the best showings from Brooklyn's future backcourt in D'Angelo Russell and Karis LeVert, combining for 49 points, 16 assists. You know, they were just, their fingerprints were all over this game, and they had dominant stretches, both of them. So I thought that was extremely impressive to see D'Lo and Karis play well in the same game. Yeah, Karis was really efficient tonight. 9-12 from the field, he had 24 points. He also went four or five from three, which, I mean, I don't think we've seen that from him all season. So it's just, it was really nice to see him getting those shots down and also him being able to finish inside as well. Yeah, he was great. You know, he just looked really confident. His three-point shot was smooth. It was just like splash, splash. Even the one he missed, it wasn't too bad off. So I was really happy to see that. And I think a low-key upgrade for Karis later in the season has been his assist numbers. And he's done a better job of not just passing inside, but passing more to the perimeter guys. So definitely a nice impact. And we talked about it on the last show, you know, when they lost to the Bucks, if two out of three of, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Karis Levert, or Spencer Dinwiddie play well, the Nets have a chance to win most games. And that was the case tonight. Yeah, any game that two of the three guys, I mean, Karis went 9 to 12, D'Angelo won 10 to 15. D'Angelo had that red hot start that he had. Um, he and he had the icy five. finish. You know, he yeah, got he had Lopez real too. quick, got that layup, and that pretty much sealed the deal. Yeah, D'Angelo also did not, uh, had a lot of highlight plays in this one that you can look at. Um, no, it's just a big game from both of them, and a big game from a lot of our not-so-big players like Dudley and Joe Harris. You know, just a huge game from everyone on this team pretty much. You know who I really like tonight, too, and they didn't necessarily shoot well, but I thought they had an impact on the game, and that was Trevion Graham. Nine points, three and nine from the field, three and seven from deep. But a lot of hustle plays, and he did a good job bringing some physicality to the game. Yeah, Trevion Graham, um, he made the threes when we needed them. And, uh, I mean, he was just an important part 
to this team when he's hitting his shots. And I think that we're probably going to see him in the rotation for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I think we talked about on the Raptors postgame show is we were kind of looking for him to play a little bit more in that game because he provides the Nets with a wing stopper. He's not, you know, a lockdown guy, but he does play above average defense. So that's something they can need, especially going to the playoff push. What do you think about Rodion's game? You know, I feel I felt like he needed to stop shooting. He went 3 of 11 from 3, uh, which really hurt the Nets because he had a lot of open looks. And when he's on, he'll hit them, but he just wasn't on tonight. And we, when, the, when he hits those threes, the Nets are a much better team just because he gets so many shots up from that range. And uh, now he just wasn't on tonight, but it, was, it didn't matter in the end because the Nets took the big dub. Yeah, it looked like the Bucks' strategy was to force Rodion to shoot those threes. So I wonder if it was him shooting the threes or his coaches telling him to keep doing it because, like we've talked about, it brings the Nets' offense a whole up up a whole nother level when he's knocking down that three because it just spaces the floor so much more. And tonight he wasn't knocking it down, so it's definitely something that has an impact moving forward. Because when he is, the offense opens up. When he's not, it's just you know twenty seven percent from three, three of eleven just isn't going to cut it. Yeah, I opened up the show with this, but Jared Dudley was plus nineteen tonight. That was uh, the team high by far. The next highest was D'Angelo Russell plus twelve. But Dudley had four big offensive rebounds in this one. Uh, six total, and he had 16 points, four of eight from the floor. What did you think of his game? I loved it. You know, he he's just a heady basketball player. I tweeted this out during the game. He almost plays at a different pace that it almost throws the other team off. Just a heady guy. And, you know, he did a great job drawing fouls too, which I thought had an impact on the game, either slowing down the game or getting the nets to the free throw line. Yeah, he went six of six from the line, which was huge tonight because he was – because, I mean, the nets have had their struggles from the line in the past. I mean – We've seen it a lot, and it's cost us games. So it's really huge that he's able to hit those shots and get to the line a lot. Yeah, free throw shooting is obviously always important, like we've talked about. It's contagious. Also love the way Jared Dudley plays defense. Obviously, he's not the most athletic guy, but he does a great job putting himself in position, showing his hands to the ref. And a lot of times there's those 50-50 calls, and just because he's usually playing solid defense, they go his way. Yeah, and whenever he's on the court, you kind of feel like he's just involved in every single play, you know, Mm. on defense, on offense. He's just – in some way, he's making a difference, and that's just so huge to this team, especially in these tight games. Yeah, his presence is definitely fed out there. What did you think about Dinwiddie's game? Obviously, I felt like he was actually benched in the end of the fourth quarter because he took that pull-off three and then airballed, and then Karis LeVert came in. Well, he was actually still in the game, but then uh, Dinwiddie went to the bench. Did you think he got benched, or he was just taken out regularly for the rotation? Well, first off, happy birthday, Spencer. We love you. But, um, no, I, he was struggling a little bit in this game. He went 3-7, 1-4. He took that ugly three, like you said. Um, you know, I feel like it was just the rotation towards the end of the game was working. And when a rotation kind of works, Kenny just sticks with that. Like we see in a lot of games, like the Kings game. So I don't think it was necessarily benching. I feel like Kenny just wanted to stick with Levert, Russell, Dudley, and, uh, Graham and, uh, Joe Harris, Joe Harris. That's right. Yeah. So I think he just wanted to stick with that. I don't think it was benching necessarily. I thought it might have been actually a combination of both just because he usually rolls with Spencer and then that three was pretty bad. I saw some of the assistant coaches giving him a hard time about it. So, you know, it could be he wasn't playing well. Obviously, also happy birthday to him. We don't want to criticize him too much on his birthday, but still not his best game. A couple bad shots, a couple questionable plays. And defensively, I thought he didn't play his best game either. So I thought Karis LeVert probably should have got more minutes than uh, Spencer Dewey tonight. Yeah, and um, you mentioned – minutes. Ed Davis only got eight minutes tonight, but he shot four or four from the field. He only had two rebounds tonight, which I feel is a season low for him. What do you think about him? 
Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Ed Davis only had eight minutes, Jared Allen only 12. I think Kenny just wanted to go with small ball. And for the most part, it really worked other than when he had Rodion's at center. When he played Rodion's at center, it didn't work for multiple reasons. Obviously, Rodion's doesn't have the size to play center or the basketball IQ because they were just getting layups left and right because nobody was rotating inside. Yeah, Jared Dudley was playing center for most of the night, I think. And that really worked out just because Brooke Lopez. Teddy. Yeah, Brooke Lopez was, isn't like a huge center like Embiid or – um, someone like that. So I think just having a small ball center works in that situation. But if we were to face a bigger team later on, Ed Davis is definitely going to have to be in there more. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, it works out because the Pacers play a lot of bigs. They're going to play Thad Young. They're going to play Miles Turner. They're going to play Sabonis. I know TJ Leaf has been getting minutes for them as well. So having Ed Davis and Jared Allen fresh for tomorrow makes a lot of sense because that's a game they also need to win. Do you think we see them on the court at the same time tomorrow? Uh, highly unlikely. I think if we were going to see it this season, we probably would have already seen it. It probably would have been a game against like Detroit when they're putting Drummond and Blake out there or something like that. So I doubt we see it. Would I be completely surprised? No, but I'd put it at unlikely. Yeah. So another player that had a huge tonight tonight was uh, Eric Bledsoe. What do you think was the key to him just getting – He just hates Angelo Russell. <laughs> he just hates Angelo Russell. I think it's so funny because if he hated Terry Rozier this much, they probably win a playoff series last year. So I think he just really plays with an extra edge. Obviously, the previous game he was ejected in like the first six minutes. I think some of it's Bledsoe's physicality, and also I thought it was some of the Nets' transition defense where they just had mental lapses in this game where the Bucks were able to go on runs. Either it was transition D or miscommunications on defense, and that's things that they just can't do if they want to be a good playoff team. Yeah, it felt like every shot was going in for him this game. Like the one play that stood out to me in the first quarter was uh, I think they got a steal and D'Lo just let um, Bledsoe just run right past him for an easy layup. So stuff like that is just like things that will cost you games in the future when it's when Giannis is playing, for example. But tonight it wasn't like as big of a deal, but still you want to see a step up against him at some point. Yeah, you do. You definitely want to play better defense. You don't want to let guys get going early on, especially if he's known to be knocking down threes against you all season. You want to play that a little tighter. I thought that was another issue for the defense. They weren't closing out hard enough on three-point shooters. I get the Bucks really spread you out and they have some guys to penetrate, but they didn't have their best penetrator in Giannis tonight, so I thought the Nets should have done a better job. Obviously, a team shooting 40, 47% from three is going to be an outlier, but a Bucks team that shoots well from three all season long, you got to just play better defense. Yeah, you got to play better defense, but I think the key for us tonight, only 10 turnovers. I mean, 10 turnovers mm. is still 10 turnovers, but only 10 turnovers compared to what we've been doing lately. What do you think the key was to that? You know, honestly, I think some of it was Antetokounmpo not being there. You know, yeah. that dude is just so long. He's just clogging the floor because he's out there, and it feels like he can touch elbow to elbow, and he's just having an impact not only in the steal department but also in the block department. But I thought the Nets also did a better job of reacting to the Bucks' defense, especially when they started trapping D'Angelo Russell. So a little credit to them and watching the film. Yeah, and the other thing about uh, Milwaukee is that they have 14 turnovers, and I think we had something like 30 points off turnovers in this game, which is something that we haven't really seen in it's a rare. while from this team. <laughs> so it's just really nice because when we get points off turnovers and we create turnovers, we're just and when running on six threes, we're just such a better team, you know? A hundred percent. And I think not only is it, you know, getting easy buckets in transition, but it's building up some of your confidence and knock down more shots. You know, the Nets shot well tonight, 49% from the field, 42% from three. And I also felt like they started strong in the first quarter. They won that 34 to 26 and they haven't done that. What it feels like in a couple weeks. Yeah. Such an up and down game. This game is, this was the most stressed I've been for a basketball game in years. I mean, it was just such an up and down game, but credit to the Nets for not ever letting the Bucks pull away with it credit for them to 
just pull away at the end of that fourth quarter and not let the Bucks, you know, hit a clutch three or, you know, draw a foul. I mean, just credit to them because they played such a beautiful game at the end of that fourth quarter. Yeah, they kept pushing through. You know, the Bucks got a couple lucky bounces in this game. If it's a banked-in three or a deflection that went their way to get an open three-point shot, you know, the Nets stayed resilient and kept fighting the entire game. So impressive performance. Let's talk a little bit about the minutes. We talked about Karras maybe deserved a little bit more minutes. Do you think D'Angelo should have played more? I know some fans were upset he didn't play longer in that second quarter. Well, he did get 32 minutes, which whether you like it or not, that's pretty much an average night for him at this point. And he wasn't really efficient tonight. He was plus 12. He was 10, 15. Um, I do think they should have played a little bit more in the second or third quarter when the Bucks were starting to come back and Bledsoe was in. But other than that, I think, I mean, you want to rest him a little bit for tomorrow's game. And, uh, I mean, he was efficient, so you can't really be mad at him or Kenny because what Kenny put out there worked. Yeah, and they ended up winning in the game, so I think you can't completely complain. I think I might have liked to see him a little bit more in that second quarter just when the Bucks were on that run. Get him. I think right now at this point you're more willing to play him 34, 36 minutes. Tomorrow, with two days rest afterwards, I think you pretty much play him as much as you really need to play him. Obviously, you don't want to play him 40-plus, but if you need to play him longer in the second, longer in the third, or almost the entire fourth, I think you do it just because tomorrow is such a big game. Yeah, and someone who we haven't talked about yet and had – really quiet night was Merrick Carroll. What did you think about him? Yeah, I thought Carroll was a little bit off tonight. You know, it wasn't necessarily his best game, but he still did enough of the small things out there to have a positive impact. Yeah, I mean, he was still doing his thing out there. I mean, he was 0-4 from three, from three, which kind of hurts. But other than that, and he was still playing defense. He was still out there. He got a couple of assists. He got the rebounds when we needed them. I mean, not a great game from him, but, I mean, in the end, we won. So you can't really complain when he had a bad night. Yeah, and Joe Harris, you know, not necessarily his best night, but that three he had at the end of the game, I thought that displayed extreme confidence when he just stepped up, walked into that three-point shot, and knocked it down. That was huge, and then obviously the offensive rebounds he had late in the game. Yeah, Joe Harris, he's kind of an underrated rebounder. I mean, just when you watch him live. I mean, He's gritty. He doesn't, like, get the numbers, but he gets the rebounds. He doesn't allow a lot of offensive rebounds. He boxes out, which is something that a lot of the players on this team don't do. CC Jared Allen. <laughs> yeah, I actually thought there was a couple possessions late in this game where I saw D'Angelo Russell boxing out, and I think that's just huge when everyone picks up that mentality. And like you talked about the efficiency, I just love the game from D'Lo in all aspects. He didn't really force things. He was 10 of 15, 3 of 4 from 3, and just had a really efficient night in the 10 assists. You know, when he has 10 assists, I think the Nets are like 10 games over 500. Which is insane when you think about it. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's just really come a long way, and this is the type of performance we need from him, an efficient night. Hopefully, he can kind of do the same thing against the Pacers. Anything more you want to touch on about this game before we move on? No, I mean, just we need the win. It was really stressful, but uh, <laughs> we got the win. That's what matters. What is more stressful, college exams or this Nets team? Oh, um, playoffs are probably going to be more stressful than a college exam. <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, no, college exams are really hard, man. But all right, moving on, we obviously have a back-to-back tomorrow in Indiana at 5 o'clock, so the Nets will travel tonight, be there, probably get some solid rest if they're not going out or whatever. What are your thoughts on that game? Like, how's your, how are you feeling going into that one? The Pacers pretty much are locked into their position. You know, they lost the tiebreaker to Boston yesterday, and it's unlikely they catch up to them and get that fourth seed. So there's a chance they could rest somebody. They said they weren't going to, but what are you thinking? I don't think we've beaten this, them this season. Is that Correct. Correct. Yeah, I mean, they just match up great against us for them. I mean, they have three huge physical bigs, Dad Young, former net. I mean, he's just so good at, you know, getting the outside shot and also being able to drive inside. 
And then all three of them are really good defense too. So that's just going to be a really tough game for the Nets, like we mentioned earlier. It's going to be important if Jared Allen and Ed Davis get big minutes just because they can match up better against the bonus and Turner and Young. What do you think? Yeah, and I think one thing the Pacers do well is knock down mid-range shots. You know, not a lot of NBA teams depend on mid-range shots, but the Pacers do, and the Nets typically give that shot up. So if they're knocking down shots, it's hard for the Nets' defense. They're going to have to adjust. And you mentioned it, uh, dealing with the bigs. And one thing that's really stuck out about Miles Turner, he's been an elite defensive big this year, especially in terms of the pick and roll. It's going to be up to the Nets to set good screens and get D'Angelo, Karras, and Spencer Dinwiddie some space to work against some of these guys so it's just not so clogged and the offense doesn't get stagnant. Yeah, one thing to look at is Joe Harris is getting those off-ball screens because that's huge for the Nets when he gets those opportunities. And the Pacers are obviously really good at defending that. 100%. And obviously, you know, Bogdanovich has been having a really good season for the Pacers too, somebody to keep an eye on, another former Net. I think the Nets will have some confidence of beating Milwaukee going to this game. I expect them at the very least to play a close game and give themselves an opportunity. And I think they'll have a chance to win it because, like I've said, the Pacers aren't fighting really for anything at this point. The Nets will need this game more. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be huge. Do you think uh, the win today puts us into the playoffs just from a mental standpoint? Do you think like we're in pretty much? I think it's a big boost. You know, obviously, I think that game against Miami might be the, the factor. If they win tomorrow, I'll feel very confident and almost lock them in. But that Miami game, just because of the tiebreakers and whatnot it can provide, I think that will be huge. We kind of talked in the DMs a little bit. Charlotte actually getting back in the playoff race could help the Nets because they face Detroit and they face Orlando. So if they were to win one of those games, it could even lock the Nets into a playoff spot. Yeah, that's going to be huge to see what the other teams do the rest of the season just because of where we are. Um, yeah, do you have any other notes, Nick? No, I think uh, obviously just going in tomorrow, hoping the Nets can pull off the W. And then, like we said, they'll have Miami on Wednesday. So a couple of days of rest before that, too. Will, always a pleasure talking Nets with you. Check out the show, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, OTGBasketball.com, NetsRepublic.com, and YouTube. For the ones standing guard, for the eagle-eyed, for the knights in shining armor, and for all those who support them, we are Granger, your experienced safety partner, offering supplies and solutions for every industry. Committed to helping keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com/safety or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done.